It's the bulls in the blood, it's the dust in the mud, and they call this thing rodeo. We're putting on our spurs in just a bit. But first, a great partner of the Perkett Pod podcast. It is Mike Bryant in the studio with me right now from Bradshaw and Bryant. How are things going? You've been a busy man lately. It's been, lots been going on. Uh, and and a lot of TV appearances as well. I mean, you've been really kind of getting the word out um, in a lot of ways, but also really just lending your expertise to so many people because you're you're a pretty bright guy. Well, people have a lot of questions, and it's it's like when a client calls, you want to make sure you get them the right information so that they can make the right decision on what they want to do. And that's justice for the injured is basically the tagline, right? You believe wholeheartedly in that. Absolutely. You want to make sure they understand their rights. You want to make sure that they understand what coverages they have, and you want to make sure they get protected as best they can. And what I like about you and and the way you present yourself uh, publicly is you really genuinely, I get the sense that you love your job. Yeah, usually, <laughs> you know, like anything else, like anything, right? <laughs> no, but I mean, there's a deep passion within you to, to, to help people. Well, you want to be able to give them the answers that they need. People are looking for help. They're looking for expertise. They're looking for the right answers as best you can. You want to try to give them that if you can. And so what if, if somebody is injured or somebody does need help, what do they do? They call our office. They check the website with minnesotapersonalinjury.com or they call 800-770-7008. Mike Bryant, thanks so much for being a partner of Perkett Pod. Perkett Pod, sometimes he's at play. Perkett Pod, find out what he'll say. Perkett Pod, who's coming on today? Perkett Pod. When people think of the rodeo, most minds inevitably drift towards Texas, but there is a healthy rodeo scene here in Minnesota. And that's where our guest this week is from, Tyler Burgess, coming up. But first, Random Ranks. This time on Random Ranks, with Rodeo on the docket, here now the top 11 names for cowboys. These may or may not be fictional. I think they probably are. Number 11, Jed Cotton. Number 10, Colt Landry. Number 9, Buck Sawyer. I'm kind of drifting into a cowboy speak right now. Number eight, T.J. Laredo. Number seven, Jericho Barnes. Number six, Briscoe Burlington. <laughs> that sounded like a trucker. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know what truckers sound like. Number five, Waylon Tucker. That's more like a country music mashup right there. Waylon Jennings and Tanya Tucker combined hybrid action. I don't know. Number four. Rusty Cobb. Number three, Tex Allen. Yeah, baby. Number two, the best cowboy names. <laughs> oh, very subjective. Very subjective, people. Uh, Cody Durango. And number one, best cowboy name. Congratulations to Dusty Francisco. There you go. Enough of the fictional cowboys. Let's get to a died in the denim one right before us. Tyler Burgess travels the country competing in bareback riding. That's a horse without a saddle, y'all. This weekend, he'll be competing in one of the most well-known rodeos around these here parts, the Hamill Rodeo. Tyler Burgess, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to talk to you. 
I love that you're wearing the cowboy hat right now as we do the interview. That's just that is your life right now, isn't it? I mean, you are full on cowboy. We're just cowboying. <laughs> How did what's your background, man? Like I, I, I saw that you're you're from Atwater, Minnesota. Is that accurate? Yes, sir. Yep. And then what and where's that exactly for us? Oh, uh, that's uh, it's a little town by Wilmer, Minnesota. Oh, sure. Uh, in between in between Wilmer and St. Cloud. Yeah. And then what's your what's your background as far as, uh, you know, doing what you're doing? Well, I uh, I started high school rodeoing at about sophomore year high school. And so I rose through the ranks of high school rodeo. Minnesota high school rodeo has a lot of great competitors and they get out and um, show their stuff out at college. And I see them everywhere now in pro rodeos, too. And so, yeah, I did the. Did the three years in high school. I was a two-time state high school bareback riding champ. And then um, after high school, I figured, you know, I better kind of want to keep doing this. So I went on to college and went down to Stephenville, Texas and college rodeoed for them. So did you grow up sort of in, in, a, in a really rural setting and had yeah. animals around you at all times and all that stuff? Yeah, we uh, grew up with just a little hobby farm. Uh, had some horses, cows, chickens, dogs, all that stuff. But um, just kind of trail road, never really did it growing up. And my brother uh, wanted to get into high school rodeo. And after I watched him, I figured, heck, I, I got to try this now. And uh, wanted to do the bareback riding and turned out to be all right. Yeah, no doubt. And what, what about it, Tyler, did you, did you kind of get close to? You know, in other words, what, what, a, what about it kind of floated your boat? Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? You know, it, I think because it seems like it's it's a pretty rigorous grind. <laughs> it, it does get a little physical sometimes, but um, you know, I think the the it was just such a different sport compared to what I always did. You know, high school football, uh, wrestling, and um, you know, it was always you know with the team and all this. Well, you know, when it's just me and that horse out there, it's you know, you can't blame it on nobody. You're just you and him out there doing the thing. And, um, you know, even at that, you know, you're traveling with your buddies while your buddies are cheering you on because, you know, you're not really competing against them. Like I want, I want Kyle, I want Tanner. I want, you know, I want them to go out there and, you know, spur that horse down and be, you know, set the new record so that I can come out after them and beat that or something, you know, just pushing each other. And it's, it's just such a different environment of, you know, of a sport. And I love it. So it sounds like it's really people are supportive of one another and it's more it's more communal and and, uh, and there's camaraderie versus opposition and enemies and rooting against each other and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 bareback riding, like what were you doing when you first got into rodeo? What what were all the different things that you were trying the different events that you were, you probably, you know, did a fair share of, because there's so many events in rodeo, right? Mm -hmm. But you probably tested out and sampled a bunch before you landed on bareback. What were some of the ones that you kind of felt out early on? Well, you know, actually funny, I jumped straight into the bareback riding. Huh. That was the first thing I did. And um, I, looking back at it now, I wish I would have done more and tested out more. I, but I had so much going on with other sports that I didn't have the time to, you know, put all the practicing that needs to go into, you know, riding your horses and all this. Well, 
bareback riding, I can just show up, get on a bucking horse, and then go to the next thing I need to do that day. Yeah. What are there are there other events when you when you watch a rodeo and you're at one and you're waiting for your turn that like oh man I, that's something I'd like to try someday or whatever are there any like you know I you know whether it's mutton busting or something like yeah. like like what are, what are, what, are, what are some of the ones that you like look at and say yeah that wouldn't be that'd be fun you know I I think they all are very entertaining. Um, I would love, I would love to be able to go out there and rope. You know, it's, it's, it's a bit easier on your body. You know, you can do that a little bit longer, you know, as you grow up and, um, but you know, at steer wrestling, like coming from a wrestling background, I felt like, you know, I could, I might be all right at that, which my younger brother, he does, he does that. And you know, he did fairly well. And uh, so it was nice to see that, that, you know, he did it and, you know, Later on, I can always go back and do that too, I suppose. Yeah. Some of those sports are the ones where you're jumping off on your own will <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, and then getting the rope on them. But like, but uh, bareback, it's just, if you're, if you're coming off, it's, it's not by your own choosing. Am I right? Usually, usually something's gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when, these bucking horses, uh, Tyler, how how hard is it what to do what you're doing and 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 for those that don't know much about bareback riding you know what what exactly is it how how does it work you know how many are in the in a competition you know what happens when the shoot opens and all that stuff well in the thing with uh, rodeo nowadays is they're taking bloodlines and mixing you know all the genetics and make a you know the physically best bucking horse out there so you know, we have to do a lot of training. Um, you show up to the rodeo and you can do your research to what horse you have that day. So, you know, getting on here in Hamill, I got a uh, honey lizard of uh, J bar J, which J bar J has excellent bucking horses, you know, and so I'm going to show up there. I think he's usually been bucked in the saddle bronc ride in which they can change horses over from you know diff, uh, from bareback riding to saddle bronc or saddle bronc to bareback riding kind of freeze them up if uh because saddle bronc riders will they'll be lifting on their head with the rain well we don't have a rain to lift on in the bareback riding so that kind of changes their uh route to, that they plan to buck and i don't know just freeze them up a bit yeah, it seems like there's a lot more to it than just than just holding on for dear life. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds like you are training. It sounds like you are studying. It sounds like you are kind of figuring out what you need to do and, and developing strategies around that. Um, you know, that th there's there's a lot that goes into this, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm still learning as I go. <laughs> yeah. Because how old are you? I'm 25. Yeah. And then you you went to you eventually went to college in Texas. Am I right? Yep. I went to uh, Stephenville, Texas. Uh, it's uh, Tarleton State University. Yeah, that was that was, seemed like a, it seems like a natural move for somebody who wants to aspire to be, you know, in, in rodeo, right? To kind of oh, yeah. get your feet, feet wet down there. Mm -hmm. Is that how, yeah. how do you how do you kind of stack up the, the scene in rodeo here in Minnesota and the upper Midwest versus, you know, some of those places like Oklahoma and Texas, where it's just in people's blood. You know, and that is tough because I think just the biggest variation of it is there's more rodeos down South. Like there's, you know, outstanding, 
competitors that come up from up here that go down there and, you know, still kick some butt in Texas and then they come back up here and, you know, do the same. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So you guys are basically, you know, it's almost, you know, so like you baseball, right? Like Minnesotans kind of get behind the, the curve because there's so much winter that, you know, that, that covers up the baseball fields while, you know, the, some of these schools down in the Southeast or whatever, or out West are able to start playing in March and all that stuff. And it's just, it seems mm -hmm. like there's this kind of like weather related leg up and advantage they get. Um, is, is that, is that in play in Minnesota or, or are you guys able to go down there and compete and compete with, with the best of them and really, uh, maybe it's even an underrated scene here where people are like, whoa, these guys from up north know how to ride. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they get a little a little shocked when we come down and, you know, perform as well as we do. But, you know, it's not like rodeo just stops in the winter up here. You know, they uh, well, heck, they compete. They have a rodeo at the XL Energy Center. It was very neat to ride in, you know, growing up wrestling in the, in the state wrestling tournament there. So and then putting a rodeo on and there's you know that that much cooler um so i mean they do have indoor stuff up here that they do do during the winter and then you go down south and you know it's the same thing but um just having that adversity to to ride all year long that helps keeps you keeps you in riding shape because there's different there's a difference between working out you know being healthy and then working out riding all the time more with real-life cowboy Tyler Burgess when Percapod continues. But first, I've got Sean Bernard here in the studio with me from Edina Realty, such a great partner of Pod. Couldn't do it without you, Sean. How is the real estate business? I would imagine with winter over, it's jamming again. It is, and you know, it, it kind of jammed even at the end of winter. People are were really wanting to buy and sell. It, lately, it's been a lot of my friends whose parents are kind of moving on to that next chapter of their life, and I'm helping them sell mom and dad's home. So, you know, a lot of guys our age, I think we're not too far off. Our parents are tending to downsize and kind of moving into that condo, that townhouse, that sort of thing. So if you know somebody is looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. And I also want to mention, you're also helping out the, the, the local music community as well with, with your work. Yeah, I'm a huge sports fan, as you know, but I also uh, love seeing live music. And a lot of these artists and bands, it's been a really challenging year this year. So a portion of every sale on the buy side or the sell side uh, is going to a local artist or band of the choosing of the, the buyer or the seller. Sean Bernard of Diane Realty, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And if you're listening to this podcast and you love music, I got a great podcast for you to listen to. It's the Brian Oak Show. Give that a listen anywhere you find your podcasts. Perk and Pound. Yeah, yeah. Just so you know, for, for background's sake, I'm a, a very experienced in rodeo. <laughs> Not only have I heard Garth Brooks's song "Rodeo," uh, but I've uh, I have worn a cowboy hat. I, I went as uh, Woody for Halloween one year. Oh um, yeah! No, I'm just kidding. I, I actually <laughs> here's the deal. I actually uh, shot a few Perk and Play segments in which, uh, like, I think one I did was uh, was Team Penning. 
right? Oh yeah. That's where you're trying mm-hmm. to round up the numbered horses into a pen, right? That, right. that, and, that and that was incredibly challenging and, and totally <laughs> fun. I did one where I went barrel racing and that was just like, I had no business. I was just hanging on for dear life. Those <laughs> the people who do that are amazing. And then I did one where uh, at XL Energy Center for World's Toughest Rodeo. Yep. And it was, um, I did something behind the scenes with the clowns out there. Okay. And they, you know, where they put me in the full face paint and they got me out there and oh, did they? I'm telling you what, absolutely, Tyler, this was a big deal. This was back in like probably the late 2000s. I did this and um, it, it was I, I stood out there in the center of that of that arena. And all of a sudden, these guys were coaching me up. They said, now, usually when we do this, when we unleash a bull on somebody, what they do is they freeze up. And then they're just smoked, right? So, yeah. so whatever you do, don't freeze up and try to fake one way, you know, and then go the other way. And <laughs> that bull will, that bull should take the fake. And then you'll be able to run, should. you'll run clear to the, to, to the, to the fence. And I, um, sure enough, I saw this thing coming out at me. They really, they opened the gate and this giant bull just started coming down right at me. It wasn't even messing around, dude. It would have like, it had one mission and that was to take me out. It was crazy. I thought it would just come around, get out of the gate, maybe sniff around a little bit. It made a beeline right at me, dude. And I was just like, I think it was just so almost surreal to see this massive beast coming at me full speed. And it was all, we were all, you were shooting it for television and it was all a bit. And I had a GoPro on and all this crazy stuff, but it was just like, I think I, just, I, I literally did just not realize it was going to be that fast. Yeah. It's... Some of these animals are just so fast. And it was mm-hmm. just, it took it. I swear it took like four or five big strides and it was on me. It was, I, I had no, I almost had no time to react because I was just like, oh, oh my God, it's already here. So then I start my, my, I start faking right. By the time I start popping left, it's already, it's already, rearing its head and it it uh i started around because i didn't want to get you know just totally taken out it it got one of the horns under my my right butt cheek Uh lifted me about three feet in the air (laughs) i'm not kidding it was just it was the craziest sensation and then as soon as i landed i realized that i wasn't you know gored or anything like that or i just Mm -hmm. made i just like sprinted to the fence and these clowns were over there and they they helped lift me up over it and I was just, I just remember like, it was at that moment, I just, I developed this like really deep appreciation for rodeo. And it was just like, and, and, you know, not, not just the clowns, but just everybody that does this. I mean, these are, these are, you could like in sports, you, there are variables, right. But in, there are so many unknown variables in rodeo because the, you never know, you never know what the animal's going to do. Never. Yeah, it, and it changes every time, you know, the weather changes it, you know, there might be a barking dog in the stands that just changes the strip. <laughs> but, and it, uh, it is funny, though, because, you know, people think eight, eight seconds, how, how hard could that be? But it's either, you know, it's that fast, and you don't remember nothing, or it feels like a lifetime, just squish it into that eight seconds. And you're like, where where is the buzzer i'm i'm ready to get off <laughs> yeah because like right now if i count out eight seconds like right now and then yeah. we talk for a little bit and that's just there's about three and then there's four and then now and now yeah. all of a sudden we're at six 
And then sure enough, boom, there's, there's eight seconds right there. There's eight seconds. But, Already done. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like you said, when you're on that animal, it's, a, it's an entirely different story. How would you compare? What, what are the main differences, obviously, other than the saddle, um, but the saddle bronc riding and the bareback? What is what? So you're literally just well, on so they would. They kind of describe it as bareback riding is a suitcase handle that you're holding on to, which that handle you squeeze onto. And if that blows out, like that's bad news. You, you got that hand locked in there. And that's usually why people get hung up is because they fall over into their hand and get drug around because that hand's not supposed to come out unless you take it out. And that's, that's the thing that, you know, a lot of people kind of get scared of in the bareback riding is because you're locked in there for the long run. Yeah. But, uh, the, and then in the saddle bronc is, uh, which I wish I could, I did this saddle bronc riding. I love that. I love that event. And I think it's the most classy looking, it's traditional event. Um, all you got is a rein to hold on to, and you're basically picking up the timing of the bucking horse, spurring every jump. But, but you've had great results and great success um, in bareback, right? Competitions? Yeah, no, I've, I, you know, I've met some of my goals, you know, uh, through, you know, high school and college because I uh, ended up, you know, winning the college national finals. So, you know, that was on my bucket list. And now I'm shooting for the NFR, going for the big leagues. And, um, yeah, it's just a constant battle every day, you know, keeping it to the grindstone. What was the first time you got hurt doing this? Um, well, yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been beat up pretty bad. You know, nothing ever brought me straight to the hospital bad. I've had some broken bones, but um, I guess, you know, last year I got hung up over the 4th of July and that kind of, uh, sealed the deal for my the rest of the season until you know january when i picked when up you say year. hung up what do you mean tyler uh well so like i was saying that that the rigging handle not letting you go well i got thrown over to the other side and drug around the arena and it just messed up a bunch of ligaments in my wrist so i couldn't i couldn't use my riding wrist for a long time and just took kind of one of those things where it should have broke and but since it didn't it took a lot longer to heal up mm surgery or no 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 never had surgery so you know it's lucky for all that yeah how do you get scored in bareback uh so in the bareback riding you have uh two two judges and with uh the two judges they get 50 points each to work with you know so 25 for uh the animal 25 for the rider for each judge so you know maximum maximum score would be a hundred, which that's never been done. Um, but of course, you know, the more the horse bucks, the wilder he is, the flashier, you know, the more the ooh-ah for the fans, that that's more like the, you know, more score for that horse. And the more the cowboy lets loose and opens up for that horse to buck him off would be, you know, a better score for that cowboy, but he stays in control. Not like he's just flopping everywhere. I mean, his legs are coming all the way up to the rigging and making that big wide spurring motion to the neck. Are you thinking it's about trouble. that when you're on? Like, is that, is that a conscious thing? Like I gotta, I gotta have this form. I gotta stay in, in, 
there is line on this front but like well while that clock's ticking or are you just or is it just more just holding on trying to freaking hold on well and you know that's kind of the big part is you know doing all this you know off day you know working out hitting the spur board getting that muscle memory but there's times when i'm riding i'll be you know looking looking right down at the horse's head as he's bucking and all of a sudden i'll hear like someone someone in the stands selling popcorn and i'm like what what am i even thinking right now focus oh wow, <laughs> wow. you know it it's stuff like that that throws you off but you're in your head you're like lift you know lift spur you know keep gassing it hustling along you know to beat that horse every jump how many how many rodeos do you do a year tyler well so i personally have done a maxed out at 70 but total for a year that will count towards your world standings are 100. Oh my gosh. So you're on the road to like every weekend. Yeah. Usually when for the pro rodeo and try to make the NFR, you got to be hitting every weekend all year long. What, ki- what kind of money is it? Like, are you able to sustain yourself? How do you like, cause that's a lot of traveling. It, it, it becomes a lot of traveling and um, you know, a lot of guys, We'll get help with sponsorships. That's another thing that, you know, really helps a guy down the road. Um, but winning is definitely the way to go. As long as you're winning, life is good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, you've competed at the Hamill Rodeo probably a half dozen times, I think, from what I understand, right? Because it, yep. it is in your home state here. Um, and, and how would you describe the Hamill rodeo for those that haven't been there? And, and, uh, and I know, you know, it's, it's starting up here this weekend and, and a lot of people are excited around here that, that it's back and up and running. Um, talk to us about the Hamill rodeo. Man, I, I, I love the Hamill rodeo. I think every year I've been there, it's had humongous crowds. They bring the fans, you know, the stock contractor brings in the great bucking horses with, Fans and bucking horses, I think it's just a great rodeo already in this aspect. But, uh, you know, another thing that Hamill provides is, you know, big, big purse for, you know, the contestants to win. So, I mean, guys from all over, you know, come and they compete and they do the best that they can because it's it's all or nothing at that rodeo. You got to you got to be, you know, 85 to pull a check there in the in the rough stock or in the timed event, they got to hustle along because top guys are coming in to win this rodeo. Yeah, no so. doubt. And then when you're traveling around, are you, are you traveling in, in bunches? Are you, you know, do you, you have guys that you're rolling with? Yeah, actually. Um, so I travel with uh, Tanner Ross. He lives uh, just North of me a half an hour. And then uh, Kyle Bloomquist, he lives in Raymond, Minnesota. And I'm just, you know, another half hour to the West. Um, and then our fourth guy was Ty, Ty Brewer. He's from uh, Mandan. So we pick him up usually when you're heading out that way. Is there enough room in the pickup truck for all four of you or it does get tight sometimes, but we gotta, we gotta pick up in Capri. So we make it work. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Good deal. The, the, uh, there are there, are the horses then kind of like, do they travel around the country too, like to all these different events? Yeah, well, a contractor will have different strands of horses. Like, so will you have the same horse every once in a while? Like, will you leave, like, oh, man, I know this horse. Yeah, yeah. You'll see a bunch of horses over and over again. But they usually try to give them a break, you know. But 
you know, hitting, hitting rodeos every weekend, they get a weekend off and then they're back in action. And, and you're like, Oh yeah, I seen that horse last weekend. Is it a fun lifestyle? Do you, I mean, you, you, you must be enjoying this, huh? Oh yeah. I love it. You know, last week uh, was, you know, Cowboy Christmas. I mean, we were all the way from Prescott, Arizona to St. Paul, Oregon to, you know, back over to here within, you know, a week. Cowboy Christmas is a thing, right? Like that's an actually yeah. like that's a term that is known in the rodeo world as, as yeah, kind of like it. it's basically like the busy season, the fun part, like where it's just all kind of like it all ramps mm -hmm. up, right? Yeah, it's, you know, rodeos every day and you're hustling along. It's the it's a time to put the money in the bank. And I mean, you just do it every day and everybody's hustling along. It's kind of fun. Yeah. How much Advil do you go through? <laughs> yeah i put a couple bottles of that now <laughs> <laughs> like, like are you just like what 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 gets sore i would imagine it's just there's a there's a lot of things that get sore probably right yeah i think uh the chiropractor usually becomes your best friend but yeah it, and like i was saying earlier with the with the working out and staying in riding shape it just helps you along you know it, you don't feel as sore as you most days, but a couple days off usually feels pretty good. Yeah, no doubt. Are you, and these it seems like rodeo crowds are really receptive and and just really there to have fun and watch some watch some some great action. And it just seems like they're always engaged. It's not like they're checked out or they get bored. It's just like it seems like it's always on. Oh yeah, there is nothing better than getting off a horse, think uh, having a great ride, and just looking back at the stands and everyone just erupts and. You know, you're walking back and the little kids want to give you a high five or something. And you're like, heck yeah, this is what it's all about. That's awesome, man. So well, uh, good luck with Honey Lizard this weekend then, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, That'd all be the good. best. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of just kind of enlighten us on some of the some of the world of, of bareback riding and, and uh, we'll, we'll be watching this weekend for sure. And, and continued success to you, Tyler. And uh, you know, you're making Atwater proud. That's for sure. Hey, I appreciate it. That'll do it for this episode of Perkett pod. We want to thank our partners, audio whiz, Justin Bailey theme song by Taylor Robert. Keep listening weekly for another episode with Minnesota sports influencers and icons on Perkett Pod. Feel free to share this podcast. Give us a simple subscribe click. It doesn't cost you a thing. Heart us, rate us, double tap us, whatever you want. And until next time, remember, shine bright. Don't be afraid to be weird and open your hearts to inclusion. Peace. Perkett Pod, sometimes he's at play. Perkett Pod, find out what he'll say. Perk at Pine, who's coming on today? Perk at